Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for change makers. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says the devil wouldn't tempt you if you weren't a worthy prize. God's grace is our strength to overcome the adversities. Joining me on today's show is Julie Carrick. Julie, she is a wife, a mother, a nona, and for the past 25 years has also been a Christian and Catholic recording artist a conference speaker and author and co-founder of a 501c3 nonprofit that supports the work of five other full-time presenters. Now, as an independent, this has amazing challenges as well as amazing opportunities. And on today's show, Julie is going to share finding purpose in the advertisies that we have experienced, why that's so important. Mary, the mother of Jesus, a tremendous person to get to know, as well as staying true to what God calls us to do, even when we are offered worldly allures and so much more, I'm sure. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Tell me a little bit about uh, your background, a Christian and Catholic recording artist. How did uh, you get to that? You know, it was uh, obedience from, um, (laughs) I started honestly just singing in church and so many people would ask me if I had a recording or if there was some way of taking my music home with them after they had been at mass. So I finally gave in to the request and did my first project. And as they say, the rest was history. It just literally took off after that as far as the, yeah, it was amazing. Wow. And I know that uh, you're going to talk about how we, it's, and it's so important to find purpose in the advertisements that we experience. Um, so share with us, uh, what is it about that particular topic? I'm sure, you know, so often there's things that we experience that we're able, you know, obviously with the grace of, uh, and, and with the support of the Lord to overcome. And it's wonderful to be able to share that message back. So what was that journey for you? And, and why is this an area that you really love to speak into? Well, I think it's an area that's important in my life because it has been kind of a constant part of my journey. When I do conferences or different things and I speak about some of the different um, adversities that I've gone through, it is, okay, I'm going to go through a really fast list, okay? So um, infidelity in marriage, Uh, I'm a lung cancer survivor. I have a daughter who, when she was a, a freshman in college, was the victim of a sexual assault, and from that she became pregnant. Um, I was originally scheduled on flight number 11 out of Boston on 9-11 here in the United States. Um, And then by God's incredible intervention, I -hmm. went early to do that filming. So I was spared the 9-11 attack by not being on that airplane Um, and on and on. I mean, there are so many things that I've been allowed to experience, but in every single one of them, I saw how the hand of God had a purpose in allowing me to have that experience, but then to see that his grace was bigger than what Mm -hmm. it was I was going through. And Mm -hmm. in order for me to share that help for other people, we can't really, um, we can't really have true empathy unless we've had an experience that's been shared. And I Mm -hmm. think that's part of the purpose. 
Yeah, and by the sounds of it, uh, you certainly had a lot of experience that now allows you to have built that empathy. So what were some of the things that you found through those experiences you've been able to learn? Because I'm sure through that others can then, oh, okay, you know, often see the possibility. So what are some of the insights, the learnings, the growth opportunities that you've had through those experiences? For me personally, one of the greatest learning experiences was what it means to truly forgive. Mm. Um, and I mean to forgive myself, to forgive those people who are very close in my life, who I wanted to continue in relationship with, even after going through a, a traumatic type of thing. And then also to learn how to find through the gift of grace, and in other words, the to find something good that came out of the suffering mm. and because of gratitude of heart, being able to truly forgive. And the greatest example of that was my first grandchild, who's now 16 years of age. He stands six foot, five inches tall, and he is an incredible blessing in my life. And because of his life, I've been able to truly forgive someone who viciously attacked my daughter. Mm. Um, the good that came out of something so heinous. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell, talk a little bit more about forgiveness in, 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 in as far as forgiveness and in it of itself, because I think it's so important um, a part of that healing process, isn't it? Forgiveness. So, what what is it that you did to get to that stage where you were able to forgive? Was it um, a, a continual process? Because some people are stuck. And they can't have experience real true healing because of the fact that they're still hanging on to this bitterness and blame. Yes. Yes. That's a great, um, that's a great description. It's a great uh, conversation of it. For me personally, I believe that the greatest um, ability to forgive comes through hearing that audible word of forgiveness. And in my life as a Catholic, as a, mm -hmm. as a Christian woman who has been raised in the Catholic faith, um, the great gift of reconciliation, that sacrament, where mm -hmm. I am literally able to hear that voice of the priest who is sitting in the place of Christ to say, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. And for me to hear those words that I am forgiven and what that means to me as a human being, um, I need to be able to say those words to someone else. And there was an opportunity in my life where I was able to offer that forgiveness. And it mm -hmm. came through um, it was a third party involvement in our marriage and going through that that pain of infidelity, but then being able to sit down with the other couple who was involved and to be able to offer the woman um, to truly say, I'm I forgive you. <clears throat> I forgive you. And um, and again, to find the purpose that um, after all of those things had transpired, my husband joined the ministry. We began our nonprofit and then assisting other people. So it really took going through that pain and suffering to be able to uh, find real forgiveness and yeah. to offer forgiveness. Yes. When you're speaking about that, it can often um, be something that we know that it's so important to do. I would imagine that there's been a real freeing for you, but also for the person to whom you are saying, look, I forgive you. I'd imagine that that really impacted their lives as well, yes? It did. I mean, and the beauty of that is when we when we see the impact of that, um, now, I've, I've never been able to talk with the person who had assaulted my daughter. He's never been mm -hmm. found. 
but to to reach out across the aisle to other people that have caused pain in my life and to hear the words and then to see their response was part of that forgiving process. Now, I don't always suggest that. Um, sometimes the pains are very deep and they can be dangerous. And so mm -hmm. you really need to weigh the situation. If it is truly going to bring healing to the other person and yourself to have that encounter of forgiveness, then by all means do it. If it's gonna put you in harm's way, then we have to do that from a distance and mm -hmm. learn how to forgive and love from a distance. But when it's possible to sit down across the table and to look into each other's eyes, I think that's the most important part of forgiveness to say the words and to hear the words. And it drew it, it, it does draw us into a sense of freedom that without mm -hmm. being able to do that, I don't know if we truly have that freedom of our, of our spirit. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes um, what I also hear too, and it's true, you know, it, we're not saying the forgiveness is not saying that the deed, the act or the situation, whatever it was that occurred, we're not saying that that was right or correct or true or whatever it is. But what we're doing is in that forgiveness, really, it is it, it's the cutting, the breaking of that emotional tie, isn't it? And I'm sure that that's something that you experienced when you really were able to forgive. Yes. Absolutely. The other thing that it does, and we're absolutely forgiving and acknowledge that we are forgiven, is we can look at that image of Christ on the crucifix, right? We look at him who was willing to die for our sins. And if anyone is not accepting the fact that they um, put him there, then we can't claim him as savior, right? Mm -hmm. So when we look at him who was pierced for our offenses and we say, God, please forgive me. And then we accept that forgiveness. Um, if we don't accept his forgiveness, if we can't say, God, I know that you have forgiven me, then what we're telling him is that what he did on Good Friday by going and, and literally allowing himself to be crucified on our behalf wasn't enough. And we're telling him, go do it again or do something more because that wasn't enough. And when I came to that realization, though, that was a huge step in me learning how to truly accept forgiveness mm -hmm. from, from others and from Christ. And also, I give that as an example to people. If you won't forgive, then what you're saying, what you're saying is Christ didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. And once you accept that forgiveness of yourself, it also teaches you how to truly forgive others. And the pain goes away. If we're holding on to something and we won't forgive, it doesn't hurt the other person. It only hurts us. And so when we truly want to be healed and have that sense of perfect freedom in our, in our soul, it's a, it's a must. We have got yeah. to learn how to do it. So. Yeah. And what I love about what you're saying, it's such an important reminder that, you, you know, there may be aspects if we're not able to forgive others, are we able to fully receive forgiveness, which we know um, is a gift that's been offered to us. And, and sometimes we're only able to see one side of things. It is, isn't it? Are you still, because maybe we have done something to, to someone where we actually need to go and say, I'm sorry, what exactly. I did, you know, and, and being able to have the humility humility um, to do that and I know in some situations um, there may be people that you're not able to actually to go and express that to because they, they may not be living or as you said in, in, in the, the previous situation you don't know who that is but you can still go through that process of, of whether you verbalize it whether you write it down journal it that write a letter that kind of thing absolute freedom in, in that 
if you if someone is listening today and is is themselves going through a real adverse time, a challenging time, what are some other things that you know, some other insights that perhaps you can look back over your life and and can see that they have been really very very important for you? Share some of those because someone might be listening and, and watching today that that can be incredibly helpful for them too. Absolutely. And again, thank you for that. So one of the best, um, one of the best things is to set a time aside every day for prayer. And once we start having that daily conversation with Christ, for me, my day always begins with the kind of a mantra prayer. If you are familiar with the rosary, I love the rosary because when I look at the life of Mary, right? She was chosen by God to be this incredible um, portal of grace where, you know, she was literally, she conceived of the Holy Spirit, born her womb and gave birth to the Christ. So that's his mama, right? Mm -hmm. And if you want to know somebody, know their mama. Mm -hmm. And so for me personally, Mary has been such an incredible part of that journey in my prayer life, because when I look at Christ through his mother's eyes and being a mother myself, and as you said, a Nona, which is mm -hmm. a grandmother, when I, when I look through a mother's eyes, it's an amazing thing to realize that, um, that that heart is so pure, that her heart is so amazing, and she wants nothing more than to take us closer to her son, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we ask Mary to journey with us, and we, we pray, and in my life, I love to pray the rosary daily, because every day I get to focus on a certain aspect of his life. You know, certain days of the week, it's the joys. So when he was conceived in her womb and, and when she visited Elizabeth and he was born and presented in the temple and found in the temple, those joyous moments. And then there are those, the mysteries of light, those luminous mysteries where we look at those more um, hands-on things that Christ did. So the when he was baptized in the Jordan and when the incredible first miracle of the wedding feast at Cana, where he turned water to wine, when that beautiful transfiguration happened, the proclamation of the coming of the kingdom, and ultimately that beautiful last supper that he shared mm -hmm. with his apostles before he gave his life. And then those sorrowful mysteries, which to me, the sorrowful mysteries I really love to contemplate especially during times of adversity, because it's easy to lick our wounds and think that we, it's all about us. Mm. When we look at his life and we say, wow, like he literally had that time of agony in the garden before he was arrested. When mm. he was scourged, when he was crowned with thorns and carried that cross and ultimately gave his life. As we ponder those mysteries of the rosary and we realize the adversity that we're going through, he is journeying with us. He's not a savior who sat on a throne in heaven and, and kind of just sent things down. He came to commune with us, to be with us. And then, of course, those glorious mysteries, the resurrection, his ascension into heaven, when he sent his um, Holy Spirit to be with us and, and then gives us the great proof that someday we will be with him in heaven. All of those things are pondered in the rosary. So that's a great prayer. And then the other thing is those those daily moments with scripture where we open up his word and we say, God, just feed me with your truth of your word. So daily scripture is so important. And then the ultimate for me is to receive him in the Holy Eucharist at mass or to spend time with him in Eucharistic adoration where I sit in that chapel and I look at him and he looks at me and I feel the love. That's the, that's the ultimate of time with him.
Yeah, and so important. And and one of the things that I love that you've you've reminded it's daily, isn't it? It's daily when you're not daily um, praying, reading the word, spending time with Him. Then um, that can often be something that uh, continues to well then become a distraction, isn't it? Then and that beautifully segues into the the next point you want to talk about when we're not tapped into Him and prayer and His word. Uh, then the worldly allures, as you say, can often distract us. So share a little bit more about staying true to what God, God calls us to do, even when we are offered the worldly allures. How's that shown up for you? And what are some insights you can share here for us? Well, one of the most obvious for me was, and it, it was strange that it actually came through a, um, a a company that was claiming to be a Christian organization, mm-hmm. and it was early on in my recording um, my recording history that I was approached by a label in Nashville, Tennessee, um, that did primarily Christian music. And when I was meeting with them, one of the things that they wanted me to do was to physically change my appearance. Um, I mean, this is my natural hair color, mm-hmm. and you know. God created me this way. And um, they said, well, you would be more appealing to more people if you would consider being a blonde, which I thought was very strange. And then they wanted physical alterations to my body of augmentation. And I thought, again, how bizarre is that? And the final and third straw was they did not want me to share anything about my Catholic faith. And in fact, they wanted me to um, not uh, claim the fact that I was a Catholic and that it was the Catholic Church that I have been raised in and that I've lived my life living so close to Christ every day with. Mm-hmm. And so a gag order. And so the final thing was they said if I wasn't willing to sign that, then um, perhaps if I would um, be tempted, they literally slid a check across the table in the, in the amount of $250,000. Mm-hmm. And they said, but if you'll sign, if you'll take this and sign with us, we won't have you singing in churches anymore. It'll be big arenas and it'll be all the first class travel. And, and I said, but you literally want me to change my appearance and denounce a faith in order to be good enough for your company. Mm -hmm. And I'll have nothing to do with it. And what was amazing to me in that whole process was to realize that um, the world is so good at saying money, stature, renown is so much more important. When the Mm -hmm. reality is God will put us exactly where we're supposed to be. And after Mm -hmm. declining that offer, I was so absolutely amazed and just grateful every time the Lord sent me somewhere. And it was as far away as Israel, you know, a concert tour of the Holy Lands. And then small churches where I have the opportunity to literally, after sharing a message of unfailing grace and hope for people, to be able to actually sit and pray with them and to feel that incredible connect of human of human interaction and response of the way the Holy Spirit is bringing that grace. It was it was it's been amazing. Amazing, amazing. And isn't it interesting that, you know, sometimes there will be conversations and opportunities that just don't feel right, even though it may seem to be coming from a right place, but that's where we really need to lean in and pray about it. And yeah. uh, when we do, um, and you did, then opportunities really open up when we do really stay true to what we know to be true um, and then other incredible opportunities can come because had you said yes to that organization and, and and probably done some of those things begrudgingly 
the Lord right. wouldn't have been able to move in, in those places. And sometimes exactly. the, the yes is going to come after we say no to those right. things. And I think what's also important about that, especially with, because this is the Christian Entrepreneurs Show, not every opportunity is going to be the right opportunity. So we do need to say no and have it clear. Even the kind of, um, you said it with absolute clarity, you knew in your heart. And sometimes that we need to stand up for that too, don't we? Even though that's Absolutely. Uh, a bit difficult. Yeah. So, so share a little bit. I'd love to, you know, I think your story is just so intriguing and thank you for sharing your journey and your story. I, I know that uh, many are going to be blessed through that. What next? What, what exciting projects are you working on and how can people get in contact with you? Tell us a little bit more about that, Julie. Oh, I'd love to. So my newest thing, I'm going to show a little picture of it here. Um, yes. This is my book, um, Unfailing Grace. And it is literally the story of my life. And it is all of the different times that God has truly shown his hand through those adversities that I've been allowed to experience. And so many times when I'm doing an event or doing a conference or something, um, people get little snippets of these stories. And mm -hmm. so by, by agreeing to write the book, I learned so much, even as an entrepreneur, um, that much like in the recording life, whenever I would finish writing music and I would bring my band together, we'd do the recording, it was so much better to actually be an independent artist because because you own the intellectual property of all of the work that you've done. Yes. And in the book, the same way, um, I learned that many authors, in fact, the majority of them only earn about 10% of the sales of their books. Mm. And so by doing this as an independent through an amazing company called Paper Raven Books out of Colorado, um, I was able to maintain 100% of the ownership of the of the book, of the intellectual property. And even though it's sold in different places like Amazon and whatnot, it's so nice to know that um, that as an author, I actually get to, to be paid for the work that I'm doing. Yeah. And one of the neatest things in this book was my husband's idea. And that was, he said, you know, as a recording artist, because the world of music has changed so much with the digital mm -hmm. platform, he said, people are going to want to have some of your music. And if there's ways of sharing your music as part of the book, how, you know, what would that look like? And so one of the neatest things was his idea to incorporate in the book. And I'll show you this as well. There are these little QR codes that as you read the stories, mm -hmm. and this one in particular is one of my favorite songs, Grace. Um, when you read the story and at the end of the chapter, you scan that little QR code, it takes you to the music lyric um, video so that you can literally hear the music. And so it becomes yeah. interactive as part of the book. And so right now I'm just really opened up to, to travel anywhere in the world. Um, I am not afraid of COVID. I am not afraid of travel. Um, I am incredibly healthy. And even being a lung cancer survivor, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm well. I'm, I'm healed and ready to travel. And so to bring these events of God's unfailing grace and to share these stories of grace and to encourage people, I travel all over the world. So mm. I would love to come to you wherever you are watching from. 
Yeah. And the brilliant thing about uh, the technology that we now have at our fingertips, such as this platform here, StreamYard, is uh, that you really can share your message from your location and beam across the, to other parts of the, the world. And I, I love that as well. You know, what a brilliant idea that your husband came up with with the QR codes. That's amazing. And how wonderful because, and I just love that. And so thank you for sharing that. So tell us more about how can we get a copy of the book are there website links that you can share with us today that will allow us to get access to the book and and uh, to reach out to you what, what are some of those websites julie absolutely thank you for asking so the easiest one is my name as you see it on the screen juliecarrick.com and at that site you can uh, click on the link for unfailing grace to order it and i appreciate you asking in this way as well because the physical copies of the book we want to send to you directly from here in arizona Arizona. That is, of course, the best way for me as an artist and author to receive full compensation. If you are an ebook reader, then Amazon is a great place to do the ebook. But physical copies, I would greatly appreciate it if you would order it right here at juliecarrick.com. Mm -hmm. There's a web store right at our site. That's the easiest. And also at juliecarrick.com, you can uh, see some of the different presentations that I have available to bring to your community and to uh, very easily schedule. Uh, an event for me to come and, and be with you in your community. Yeah, fantastic. And, of course, go and check out uh, all of those those details at juliecarrick.com. Thank you once again for coming on the show, Julie. One of the things that I love to do at the end of every episode is just to finish with a word of prayer. Can I do that for you too? Okay, let's pray. Father mm -hmm. God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Julie today where she could share some of her story and her journey and uh, how such important it is to lean into you, to, to seek in prayers to seek your wisdom and knowledge in prayer and through the word and uh, father we just ask that you continue to bless her ministry um, the sales of the book because we know that uh, through that it's going to be able to fund more work more impact for the kingdom father if people are listening today that uh, have struggled and maybe are struggling with various advertisements father can we ask that you will also move in their life give um, the, the real sense that there, there is free freedom in forgiveness and so that they too may forgive what's happened uh, or go and approach someone where they may need to, to ask for forgiveness. Father, there is full forgiveness in Christ's death on the cross and we just want to say thank you. Um, we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, uh, Julie, again, for coming on the show, for sharing your story and continue blessings uh, with where the Lord is placing you in your ministry. Thank you so much. And please be assured of our blessing on yours. And thank you for the beautiful work that you're doing to share the message of his kingdom. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.